We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Um, right, 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 right. <coughs> is my uh, vocal exercises. You not do any of them? No. <clears throat> I, uh... <laughs> like that. No, I think that's why your voice probably sounds slightly more animated and dynamic than mine. It's the vocal exercises you don't do. This week... I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit croaky. Mm. I saw Ben on Sunday, and he had uh, can only be described as a gorgeous, <laughs> deep, sexy voice. And now mm. it's just sort of that's gone. Yeah, now it's just like I've just sound like I've got a cold. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I mean, some people probably don't like hearing voices that sound like people have got cold, but not much we can do. Would you rather we didn't record this? Is that what you're saying? I think they are. Grow up pretty sure they they would rather we didn't record it grow up <laughs> yeah that's all i'm saying yeah good uh hi hi welcome to watching films on the toilet nice to see you um you know the score yeah, yeah. you know uh, you know what we do i was thinking we should call this we should change the name to dad's watching films on the toilet do you think we'd hit our key demographic a bit more well that's the name mm. of the game isn't it is zeroing in on particular demographic and then once we have that demographic, we can just sell products at them relentlessly. Yeah, that's right. Once we get them, they're like a they're like a wet flannel. We'll just wring them out for all they're worth. Oh, that's a really good visual image. Thank you. Not so much mm. for a podcast, but you know, visual, visual. Mm. Okay. Uh, What's a good audio audio image for them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. That is that is how they sound. I think. Good. So today we are going to be discussing Copland, uh, which mm. is a 1997 American neo-noir crime drama film uh, written mm. and directed by James James Mangold and uh, starring everyone. Starring every significant Italian-American actor, including everyone you've ever seen in The Sopranos. Everyone. We're going to be chatting. We're going to be vibing about that a bit later, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, first up, Eamon. Any correspondence? Well, let me throw that back at you. Do you have any correspondence? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I do. But I'm sick of going first. You go first. All right. Okay. Here we go. So uh, we've received a letter. <laughs> Can't even be bothered to say the words. Hey, so it's, yeah. Um, so, dear <laughs> watching films on the toilet, how would you like to be dead? I say that. Because anyone that calls dragons rubbish and gash <laughs> must want to be dead. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dragons, are <coughs> dragons are not rubbish and we're certainly not gash. <laughs> I know that because I am a dragon and I am badass and I could burn your dumb faces off without breaking a sweat. What about you two? Are you badass? Do you breathe fire? Can you fly? Or are you rubbish and gash? <laughs> if you think you're so tough, why don't you have me on your show? An interview with a dragon might be the kind of content your podcast needs to make it to the big leagues. Joe Rogan hasn't had a dragon on his show. 
or Mark Maron or Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. Mm. But to be fair, they'd probably make jokes about dragons struggling to hold down jobs because they keep getting fired. And the time Rob accidentally set fire to his daughter's hair. We've all done it anyway. I could probably make you famous, but there's also a chance I might roast you both and arrange your charred corpses into embarrassing poses and post them on the internet. Oof. Is that a gamble you're willing to take? Or are you just weak? Let me know, and I'll be waiting. Love, a dragon. P.S. If you do have me on, I'd like a comfortable chair, a bottle of Vimto, and a packet of fruit salads. <laughs> and that's it. That was a letter from a dragon. Wow. He, uh, his rider is remarkably similar to the kind of thing that I imagine you might have. Yeah, it's actually exactly what I would want. Predominantly sugar. Sugar. It would be yeah. a comfortable chair in which to have a high and crash off of too much sugar. <laughs> I mean, he wrote that to both of us. That was very much you. I was defending the dragon. I, I mm. am going to throw this over to well, you. Well, it's yeah. tricky, isn't it? Yes. I mean, we... Do we take the gamble and possibly get four or five new listeners? Make it, yeah. Or we could also get burned alive. Mm. It's, tri- it's tricky, isn't it? It is a difficult decision to make. Uh, maybe we should throw it out to the listeners. We'll have a poll. Yeah. All right, Eamon, bit of correspondence from you? Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is really interesting, actually. And very okay. really glad you did your letter first because this really addresses something you've just done which is you will not get involved in any beefs whatsoever. As soon as a beef yes. presents itself, you're like, nope, you get out of the way. That's true. You don't get involved. So actually this, this week, it's correspondence, but it's, it's, a, it's a letter that I've written to someone. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So All right. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Dear sir, I hope you're well. Uh, I'm writing to you on behalf of my comedy partner and good friend, Ben. I'm a bit worried about him because he doesn't have any professional beefs. <laughs> I, I, I've got loads. Yeah. James Cameron, Josh Widdicombe, the ghost of Ronnie Corbett, Pete Andre, Paul Greengrass, to name but a few. <laughs> ben, on the other hand, has none. And I'm worried that, because of this, his confidence has taken a bit of a knock. Mm. Ben's getting no attention whatsoever, whilst here I am basking in death threats and legal action. <laughs> it hardly seems fair, does it? I was wondering if you wouldn't mind instigating a beef with him to make him feel better. I can think of no one better at instigating trash talk than yourself. You are, after all, wrestling legend Ric Flair. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. I like it when you shout really loud for three minutes and then say woo. (laughs) I know it would mean the world to him if you called him out publicly. Okay. If it helps... He said your hair has the texture of candy floss. <laughs> he also laughed at your multiple failed marriages and bankruptcies. <laughs> also, he said your daughter is a slag. <laughs> kind regards, Eamon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yay. So, oh, no. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fight. So I've got beef with Ric Flair. You've got beef with Ric Flair I mean, now. I, I didn't bring Woo! it on myself. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah. I'll agree. His hair does look like candy floss. I don't really know anything about his daughter, uh, and I definitely wouldn't have said that. She's uh, also a wrestler. Oh, okay, what's she called? Um, it's called like 
Caroline Flair or something, something like that. Caroline Flair. Karen Flair. <laughs> I don't know what her actual name is, but it's like she chose Karen as her wrestling it's name. It's not Karen. It's hang Karen on. Flair. Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. There you go. Charlotte Flair. But you did call her a dirty slag, didn't you? Did not say that. Did not mm. say that. Um, yeah. But Rick, look, if you wanna, if you wanna come at me via letter or audio recording, don't come on the show. <laughs> Um, then that's fine. Yeah. That's I, I can I'll take it and I'll I'll probably just take everything on board, agree with it, and end the beef right there. I'm not very good at you will. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You can never. <laughs> you will never. No. You never escalate. Yeah, I, d- I don't. I'm not. I'm not very good at escalating for reasons that maybe we we can't really go into. You're a coward. Is that the reason we can't go into? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cowardly man. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm a massive coward. <laughs> I'm a. I'm like the lion. Uh, in mm. the in the Wizard of Oz, I'm uh, if I were the king of the forest, he says the new <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Classic reference to a golden age film. There, I love it. Yeah, golden age film. You, you need to to look at these beefs from a content point of view. Um, that's fair. All right, Ric Flair, bring it on, you you wrestler. <laughs> oh yes, Ric Flair, I, I agree with everything you said. I, like to apologise again and <laughs> hopefully consider the matter closed. Yours sincerely, yeah. Ben. You might as well type that out because that's what will be going back to him, whatever he writes. Well, let's see what he says first, Ben. I have a feeling, okay. I have a feeling he might be saying some quite choice things about, about you. You think he's going to get to me? I think he's, he's going to come at you verbally. He's going to come at me. He's going to be come at me with a hard word. I, I can't say. That doesn't sound right. No, hard, hard word. Hard <laughs> maybe not maybe not Mm. anyway good any toilet news Eamon yeah so mum says she skipped the potty and toilet trained her baby at just eight weeks old she said the breakthrough is a miracle what yeah but does she just leave it on a potty all day yeah I mean a a better title for this story would be woman is attention seeking liar (laughs) baby is now four months old and the baby now signals when she needs the toilet using sign language. I mean, bullshit, right? It's not true, is it? No. I always no. found it really funny to begin with when you have a baby and mm. uh, and they do a poo and a nappy. They often will look right at you and just go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember you said the Queen wore a big nappy? Do you not feel bad about that now? No, I don't remember that, Eamon. In fact... Pretty sure it was you that said that. No, no, no. I listened back to it before this episode. And oh, it's right. You. It's you oh, is going. It? Uh, oh, oh, is it? Wouldn't it be funny if the uh, the Queen wore a big tartan nappy? And mm. I'm going, Ben. I think that's really out of order. <laughs> no, no, that that's was the the head of the head of state. A hundred percent, you. What did you? Uh, how did you watch the Queen's funeral? Did you watch it? Did yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? It was um, sort of boring, but also really compelling. Mm, yeah i mean i sort of gave up when she was being driven to windsor that was like i oh, don't only see the yeah, car was... it's like this is the most boring car chase i've ever seen how do you think they could have uh, jazzed that sequence up with a car chase that would have been cool um, like maybe some tanks yeah i think they just should have tried to get her there as quickly as possible mm-hmm. like just foot down those cars they're quick yeah they're good cars reckon they could have floored it about 140 mm-hmm. all the way to windsor yeah even on the little roads, that would have been good. You know when they're um, testing out jet engines, uh, they'll put them on like a sled. They'll mount it on a track. 
and they'll put it on a sled. Do you think it would have been like pretty pretty yeah. cool if they'd put a coffin on yeah. one of those? Or you know, just blast it. The mouth's quite long. Yeah. You could like that would be a good runway. Well, you know, like just those uh, old-fashioned uh, vacuum tube networks in in buildings yes. where you'd put open one end, put a package up yeah. it, close it, mm. and you go. Yeah, I'm surprised that. The, I'm surprised the monarchy don't have one of those. Mm. That seems like the sort of thing they'd have for like super fast travel. Get from London to Balmoral in like 10 minutes. That'd be amazing. And uh, yeah. what do you think about the new king? What, Charles III? Charles III. I like his, uh, the way that he gets cross about pens. That's quite funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, bloody pen. It's stinking mm. pen. I like that bit. It just, basically, he's any man over 70 who's become king like any man over 70 shouldn't really do that job because they're going to be grumpy yeah probably going to be fairly uh let's just say set in their ways about quite a lot of things saying that though i did feel like his speeches well i just felt sorry for him because he just lost his mum so right now i'm going to give him the benefit mm. of the doubt uh and i think he's all right but we'll see mm -hmm. how it goes. What about you? I'm being very honest about that. That wasn't funny. That, was just that being... wasn't funny at all. No, right, no, me... just being honest. Don't worry. I'll assume the comedy burden again. <laughs> yeah, but I, again, you see, this is me. I don't want to get in beef with, with Charles III. He hasn't even started yet. Hmm. What kind of uh, colours do you think his nappy are? <laughs> oh. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, obviously, so, you know... Prince of Wales, so it could be the, uh, the it's probably, Welsh probably well, He's not anymore, is he? Pen ink? A lot of pen ink on there, I imagine. Out of rage. is yeah, pen ink all over his nappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah, okay, yeah? fine. How about that? Yeah, good. Yeah, leave it there. Mm -hmm. All right, good. How did you watch uh, Copland? Now, I call it Copland because I was hoping that Sylvester Stallone's character in the film was called Freddie Copland. Mm. And it was actually a surname, but it's it's not, is it? It's, it's Copland. Mm -hmm. um, how did you see Copland? Watched it on. It's on Netflix, delightfully. It is on not Netflix, mm. isn't it? And yeah. um, I watched it in four chunks in the toilet on the John. What about you? Yeah, I also uh, watched it on, on the cop on the cop John. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was three. It's three. I got a good a good long stretch, and then towards the end, a couple more. And um, uh, what did you have a drink of to, to help me with my summary of this film? So in, in honour of the new king, King Charles. Charles III. Charles III. I drank uh, his favourite drink. Oh, what's that? Cherry Tango. Oh, he loves Cherry Tango, doesn't he? he? It's delicious. <laughs> That's what he, <laughs> he says. Gets, he got cross, didn't he, when, he, when the pen. Bloody pen. Where's my Cherry Tango? Yeah. Camilla, likes it. hand him a big old bottle. She shook it out first, though. She's cheeky, Camilla, isn't she? Do you think when uh, he found out that he became king, he, he got one of those massive bottles of cherry tango, like shook it up and went... <laughs> right out like everywhere. The, like in the F1. Absolutely covering Camilla. <laughs> you wouldn't want that in your eyes. Very sticky. Very sticky. But yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen her off camera. She... She's, she winds him up. She always gives that bottle a little shake because she yeah. knows that when he opens it up... Cherry <laughs> Tingu. It's going to be flat now. <laughs> he hates it when it's flat. Stupid, stinking, flat 
tango. That's going to yeah. be his first royal decree. It's no flat tango. No flat. And you know what? I'm with him. One wants flat tango. I tell you what, I'm I like a middle ground where um, with all my carbonated drinks now, give them a little shake. So then they're, they're maybe at 70% carbonation. Give them a little shake. It's a little shake. Not a, a little I hate, shake. No, no flat, but 70%. You want to give that, give that carbonated drink a little shake. Just a little bit. Or a high pour. I found a high pour <laughs> gets rid of the, just the right pour. amount of gas. So mm-hmm. It sounds like something a, a regal cat would have. A very high pour. Yep, scans is a joke. So <laughs> let's call it one. <laughs> Can't make anything. Um, good. Yeah, good. Just make a noise there. <laughs> that's, that's normally what I do when you sort of out when you mm, sort of outwitted me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not quite. A little yeah. bit. But you know, I'm done. Anyway. Um, okay. So <laughs> cherry tango. How much cherry tango did you have? I had uh, a six pack. Six cans of cherry tango. Mm. Ooh, or six mm. two liter bottles of cherry tango. Oh yeah, six two liter <laughs> bottles. Shake them all up beforehand. What I did is I uh, opened the top, placed my mouth yeah, above yeah, it, yeah. and then I lifted it up and it went bang on the table with my mouth still over it. So it went <laughs> straight up into and my I, mouth. Most of it came out my you nose. You better not have spilled a drop because I can't do this summer without it. Well, it came. a lot of it did come out my nose, but then I did sort of sweep that into a, a, good, a cup and then good. I drank that. Sweep, well. swept it into a cup. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, good to know. So how long did that give me? That gave you one minute and 17 seconds. Okay. Mm, this is quite a complex story. So Do you want a bit longer? Let's see how it goes. No, no, no that's fine. That's fine. Okay. No, no, it, it took you that long. That's the I time it actually I went to the bother took, of drinking so. 12 litres of cherry tango. So I think it's yeah. a bit rude to ask for longer. I think, I think you know what time <laughs> you know what time you got. Okay, right. Let's let's do this. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Go. Cool. So there's this town in New Jersey where all these NYPD cops live, even though they're not supposed to, because Robert De Niro said so. The ser- <coughs> the sheriff in this cop town is Sylvester Stallone, who's lost his hearing in one ear when he saved a local beauty queen from drowning in a river, and who turns a blind eye to the dirty dealings of the town's corrupt blue residents. Over in NYC, there's trouble when a young cop known as Superboy shoots a couple of unarmed teenagers. And instead of facing the consequences, Harvey Keitel fakes his suicide and they head back home over the river. Internal affairs investigator Robert De Niro tries to enlist Sly's help in getting to the bottom of what happened, but with their ties to the mob and local government, Harvey Keitel's crew are practically untouchable. Unfortunately for him, one of his cronies, coke addict Ray Liotta, has had enough of small cop town life and in an attempt to leave it all behind him, he burns his own house down for insurance money, accidentally killing his girlfriend in the process. Oopsie! With things spiralling out of control, Harvey Keitel tries to tie up some loose ends and as the bodies and attempted murders pile up, Sly decides to do something about it, only to find himself in a big quiet shootout when he tries to bring Superboy into custody. With the help of Ray Liotta, Sly shoots all the bad men and puts an end to the corruption in dirty copland. The end. Well, he did it in 117 exactly then. Yeah, boy! Now, this film, the plot was uh, kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, and there were things that felt... I like messy crime. Like when someone explodes? Yeah, like messy crime. Like when mm. someone robs a bank then blows up. That kind of thing. <laughs> 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 messy crime no yeah. because crime is very rarely slick and it doesn't tend to go as people plan you know you mm. can't plan for all these terrible things that are going to go wrong 
So I like it when criminals get themselves in a complete mess. And this is kind of like that, like Harvey Keitel makes that decision to for Superboy to fake his suicide. Yeah. But then he doesn't sort of really need to do that. And then he has to kill him. And it's all a bit like, it doesn't quite work. But I also kind of like that because it's... I feel like that's a more realistic portrayal of what would happen. But yeah. I think that would play out much better over a longer story than it did yeah. in this. In this, it just felt a bit... Very quick. Yeah, too quick. Why go to the bother of saving him from jail if you then have to kill him? Yeah, exactly. But then if, you know, if we'd had four hours of that decision and suddenly it doesn't work anymore, then it kind of makes a lot more sense. But yeah, Sly, yeah, he was a mess. He was a complete mess. And very dumb. Freddy, the character he played, he was quite a simple man. Yeah, he's quite slow, isn't he? And I, I like that. I thought that was a good... He wasn't sharp. It took him the entire film to sort of catch on to what was going on. Yeah. Um, and because of the way he played that, I, I think it makes sense. There's that scene where he meets up with um, Annabella Sciorra. Yeah. Mm. His unrequited love. Yeah. She asks him why he never got married. And he says mm. something like, uh, Look, all the best girls are taken. And it was actually quite, it was heartbreaking. It really got to me. It was kind of like, it could have been quite a cheesy line, but he sold it very believably. He did. And it was, it was really sweet, their relationship that wasn't quite going to happen. Although that, it was odd that there was no reference to that at the end. What do you mean? I mean, I know her husband just died, but when it ends... Like, maybe they could have got together or something, but they didn't. Well, I was confused because when you when you see her leaving his house... Yeah. Were we led to believe that something's happened? I don't know. They did have a kiss, didn't they? Did they have a, a bone as well? <laughs> I don't know. A follow-up follow bone, uh, <laughs> I believe, is the, uh, the technical term. Start oh, with a God. kiss. Yeah. May I kiss you? Yes, yeah. you may. Kiss uh -huh. and shoes. Can I interest you in a follow-up button? Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to have yeah? to leave that out, I think. What's what's wrong with button? It's, it, we know, I think we know what it means. I think I think we know what the implication same is. As, uh, same as woo, right? What you said earlier. Hard woo. Ric Flair's rock hard woo. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, mm, mm. I think there's, Slight, slightly more ambiguity there. Anyway. Can you think of, of any stunt casting of like crazily glamorous slash ripped person and a totally unconventional role for them? So like, mm. for example, like The Rock as Gandhi. <laughs> He'd have to lose about 200 pounds to play Gandhi, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. But his, his head might stay the same size. We've talked about this before, like every rock role is big could he do like a small like a really small intimate character portrait i think the rock could do anything i don't know man it's like arnie arnie is really impressive because he was just like uh anytime like uh oh, I, I so i had a goal and i set my will to it and i yeah. succeeded but he could do that with everything apart from like classic acting that's true when I was 18, I thought I am going to buy my first house. And then two months later, I was living in that house. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that drive can do you yeah. a lot of things. But what it can't do is make you a better actor. When I was 34, I decided I would play Prince Philip. But that is not something I have achieved yet. Like that wouldn't happen, would it? 
No. You couldn't play Fritz Philip. Fritz Philip? Fritz Philip, yeah. Are you saying Fritz Philip? <laughs> yeah. Why are you saying Fritz? Fritz Philip. But you kept on saying Fritz Philip. Fritz Philip. Did I say Fritz Philip? Fritz Philip, yeah. Fritz Philip. Oh, come on, let's think of a better one. Well, the Queen. Who couldn't play the Queen? Jason Statham. Jason Statham is the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. And now knight you, Sir Dickhead. Then he'd like chin them. What about, you know, uh, world famous female wrestler China? Oh, yeah, that would be good. Is there a, Ch- a China biopic would be good? Who could play China? Well, hang on. I'm thinking about her as being the actor person. Oh, so China playing. Well, I, let's first of all, let's think about who would play China uh, in a biopic. Natalie Portman. So you're going the other way now. Yeah, I'm thinking about who could play China. Right. But who'd have to really like go through a real transformation in order to play her mm, this is not this is the opposite of what i wanted to do beyonce yeah let's say that beyonce decided to play china yeah that would be quite a role wouldn't it yeah you've totally railroaded this this is this is the opposite of what i wanted to do <laughs> what did you want to do well i'm not anyway. i wanted to take buff people and make them do ludicrous things as small people okay so what do you what do you want china to do i mean she's dead mm. so she's not going to be able to do it yeah but go on well okay i was gonna say she could play your mum <laughs> my tight my tiny mum your little mum yeah yeah um yeah yeah i well, guess you... she could she yeah. could yeah if she was alive if she's like but she's not she's not unfortunately r.i.p yeah. china the, the real queen of people's hearts wasn't she <laughs> she was queen of the ring Qu- queen of steroids don't don't talk ill of her she had a she had a little she had a little dick. <laughs> she had she loved steroids and she had one of those little dicks. <laughs> Can't put that in. I know. Can't I'm just trying in. to make you laugh. Did you notice? Uh, do you know who did the the score for this film? Did it remind you of anything? I feel like it did, but now I can't remember. So the score was done by Howard Shaw, who did okay. uh, Lord of the the Rings. Ah. There's like the main kind of motif that accompanies Frank. It really reminded me of a piece of music in Lord of the Rings. And lo and behold, oh. there you go. I, there I actually really loved the soundtrack. I thought that was a yeah, very, it was good. very good part of it. There's that part on the bridge where Orlando Bloom rides up, doesn't he? And he says, we're, we're taking Superboy to Isengard. And he does, he yeah. gets him on the back of his horse and they ride off. Yeah, that's right. That yeah, happens. weird. That happened. And there's that um, bit where Gollum is hanging out at the side of the car with a steering wheel lock. Yeah, and he and pretends to uh, shoot Superboy. Like that. He says that. That's right. Yeah. Do you think this is the first time anyone has ever had this conversation in the history <laughs> of the world? I I think it might be the first time anyone's done a Gollum impression saying bang bang Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh there's a part where um uh Ray Liotta puts a dart. Up, Robert Patrick's yes. nose. He really stretches it. Really mm. stretches it. Rubber dart, apparently. Um, oh, what's yeah. the weirdest thing you've had in your body? Um, Had it been stabbed by a dart? No. I, Me and my friend Tom, when we were younger, invented this ridiculous game mm. where we would lie on his bedroom floor oh. and uh, throw a dart up in the air, like a proper dartboard dart. Yeah. And then whoever moved out of the way first was like the loser. Jeez, yeah, that's a stupid, stupid game, wasn't it? That's a silly game. You reminded me of a silly game that we played, uh, mm. where we 
sent messages to each other's uh, Facebook accounts, didn't we? Grand's Hatch. Grand's Hatch, we call that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just, just, just clarify, we, we were doing, we would take charge of, of the other person's Facebook. So it yes. was as if yes. these people were receiving a message from, you know, their friend. We've played that game once <laughs> and it was really, I honestly, it was the, I think maybe the most I've ever laughed. It was a very but, funny game, but very destructive. So you know how like if you're playing like that punching game where you take it in turns to punch people. Yeah. Like the first one's a little gentle little taps. Little then tap. someone someone will punch a bit too hard. Yes. And if you're in the receiving end of that, you think, okay, I'm going to punch harder as well. Yeah. And from there it escalates. And that's it very does. much just what happened with our games of Grand's Hatch. Sending messages to uh, people in each other's address yeah. books. Um, which became increasingly offensive. Well, yeah. Um, and I think there's a few people who we haven't spoken to since. And this was, what, like 20 yeah. years ago? And maybe it's something we should bring back on this show. So there's one guy, do you remember? I'm sure we can talk about this now. But he was kind of like a, like a filmmaker-type character, is that fair to say? Yes, yes. He's quite an opinionated <laughs> yeah. person, wasn't he? He was. I didn't know mm. him that well, but yeah. Yeah, he was quite and then, This is one of the last messages, I think, but I sent him a message saying, hello, it's Ben here. Do you remember that time you came around to my house and massively outstayed yeah. your, your welcome? What? Why yes, was that? that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, he, he, didn't, he didn't reply. That's rude. He didn't reply That's rude, that. wasn't it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was very rude of him <laughs> not to reply to that message. He yeah, was rude. Yeah, rude man. Yeah, that was the end of... That was the end of that yeah. relationship, uh, which actually is fine. Mm. There's also that bit with, so when Harvey Keitel, and this always impresses mm. me, when actors, really good actors have to act badly. Okay. So there's like a part where he's on the bridge and Superboy is meant to yes. have jumped off and he goes, oh God, he jumped, <laughs> he jumped. And it's like, it's, it's a really, yes. it's like, he's not selling mm. it. I'm surprised anyone believed him. But so he's sort of like, it felt like he was acting badly on that's, purpose, which I always find very that, impressive. You've got to be a good actor. That's to do really that. good. Yeah, no, he yeah. does. I remember thinking of that. So, mm-hmm. my man, would you flush Copland away like Sly is almost flushed into the river when he goes and rescues his, his beauty queen yeah. sweetheart? Or would you fish it out like. They were unable to do with Superboy's body because it never went in the Very water. Good. I know I've sort of said that this would make a brilliant series, but mm. it was nice watching something like this, which was, it wasn't big and enormous. It felt very, you know, the plot was very small. And I like the fact that you don't spend a lot of time in New York. And I really, I really liked Sly and, and all the, all the no, performances Sly. were strong and, and the story mm. was, was pretty engaging. So I actually would fish this this film out. You'd fist it out? I'd fist it out, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, good. Well, we've it's the first time that you've um, fisted a I mean, film I did, out yeah. of the bowl. Let's fist it out. Yeah. What about you then? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've actually watched it twice mm. um, recently just because I watched it before we suggested watching it and then I watched it again just to catch yeah. up. And both times I really enjoyed mm. it. And you know what? Mostly Ray Liotta. Yeah. I love yeah, Ray. Yeah, he's such a good and actor. I like just the... Yeah, he he was great in this. Um, and yeah, I, I miss Ray. 
and I, I think it's a good movie, and I would Ooh. fish out, which means... <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's, it means it goes in the tank of, of glory, course. right? Yeah, Copland yeah. is going up in there. So what do we have in the tank of glory at the moment? And I need to write these down, you don't do. I? Because we have come up with a new, a new system, mechanism. which is slightly distressing, yeah, is, yeah. but that is what's going to happen. So we have in the tank of glory at the moment, we have Brawl in Cellbot 99. We have Midnight mm. Run. We have Prey. We have Top Gun Maverick. And we have Point Break. While we have been discussing those, I have been writing them down on bits mm-hmm. of paper. Well, actually toilet roll. And I'm pulling off the little strips because we are going to pick one at random. And that, why have we chosen to do this? Well, one? it was getting to the point where Brawl and Midnight Run were just never going to leave the tank because... Because when it's up to yeah, us... We'll never choose them because we love them so much. And so Sorry. we thought we'd introduce this... A little bit of jeopardy, a little bit of drama. Introduce a little, a little bit of drama. drama. And as as my um, obese scouse restaurant manager once told me about putting oil and vinegar tableside for the diners, people love a bit of drama. What's that got to do? He with... thought putting oil and vinegar in a little dish in front of someone counted as drama. Fucking idiot. Right, <laughs> right. I'm wiggling them around in my hand. I'm looking at yeah. you, Eamon. I'm not don't looking at my hand. I don't know what they are. Right. I'm going to pick them one at a time, and the and the last one will is the one that's going to come out. Oh, even more drama. Okay, this is the first one that is remaining in the tank mm. of glory. You ready? Brawl in cell block ninety nine. Okay, good. Okay, so that's, that's staying in. The next one that will remain in the tank of glory mm. is Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. The next one that will remain in the tank of glory is Point Break. Uh, What's it down to, Pray What's and it down Midnight to? Run. Pray and Midnight Run. I mean, really, we should leave Pray in there because it's only had one go, but this is the last one that stays in. Midnight Run. Yes! Woo! So leaving is Pray. Which is a shame. I enjoyed it more than uh, Point Break. That's a pity. But this is our new, uh, new way. System. So this is what we're going to. So, okay. So, um, Copland joins Midnight Run, Top Gun Maverick, Braun Cell Block 99, and Point Break in the Tank of Glory. Here it goes. And sorry, pray. Sorry, Sorry, pray. But that's 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 how we roll now. Good. All right. So last bit here, top fives. So this is all about this week. We're choosing films with an actor who under underwent a big physical transformation to play a particular role in that film. Good. So inspired by Sly in Copland, because he uh, Um, slightly paunchy. Yeah, you lost. I lost last time, didn't I? Okay, so I get to go first. Right, so I'm going to say this is a double. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro in Rangy, Raging Bull. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Has He's a good be. lad. What about Christian Bale in The Machinist? Yes. Did you choose that? It was very disturbing. Mm. I didn't really enjoy the film. Did you not? I liked that film it was a lot. All right. Um, was really it was okay. Good. So oh. I didn't choose that. 
I'm going to say Chris Hemsworth for Thor. No, it is it is an impressive physical transformation, but I didn't choose it. No, fair enough. Uh, let's go with Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be a double. No, I've not no? done that. I don't think that was sign- yeah, significant. It was. If you look at how he was and then how he ended up in Guardians, yeah. it was it was impressive. One each. Final yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I'll say Tom Hardy in Bronson. No, I didn't pick that. But it's a good it's a good change. Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Nah. So what do we do? Do we have to undergo a physical transformation? Rock, paper, scissors? I thought this one would be tricky. Oh, rock, paper, scissors. I hate it. You always win. Fine. Three, Three two, two, one. one go. go. Uh, I beat you. I beat you, yeah, Amy. I beat paper, you at your game. Paper beats rock. Try to get in my head. You can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. You Yay, win. I won again. Yay. So what was on your list? I had. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. He looked all thin. He did, yeah. He looked thin. It was, it worked. Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I had Nasty Portman for Black Swan. Oh. Which is very impressive. And I had uh, Hugh Jackman for The Wolverine. Because man got torn up for that. He's always he torn up. Reddit. Always Not torn like up. that. Like mm. veiny shred. Veiny you know, shred. Human growth hormone shred. Oh, yeah, okay. What did you have? So I had Christian Bale in The Machinist, which I yeah. think is a good film. Bobby okay. D in Raging Bull. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway, Castaway, oh, okay. which I yeah. really like. Ooh, a bit um, northern there, but yeah. I go did. <laughs> Ed Norton in American History X. Oh, okay. He got jacked for that. He got he? he got real jacked for that. <laughs> right. I can't I like keep this. on doing yeah. that. Oh, carry on, <laughs> okay. please. And Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He, Which he, I think he lost a lot of weight, didn't is he? Had a big head. Really underrated. I think that came out at the same time as like Birdman and another yeah. big film, and it yeah. didn't really get the notices it's after. He was amazing I, in that. I I really like it. I think it's great. I don't think it's underrated. I do think it has had the kudos it deserves. Actually, I it off the other day. You told me what? you thought it was a pile of. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I've never oh, seen that. Oh, that Jake Journal was rubbish in that crawl. It's a rubbish <laughs> film. I could have pulled that performance out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, not yeah, better than Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did say that. I didn't <laughs> say that. Shut up. No, all good choices. No, okay, Ben, well, it is underrated. Stop trying to say it's not underrated. It is underrated. Okay. All right, fine. I think it's... you're fine. Your opinion's wrong. Oh, Your right, mind's okay. right. Uh, so that, am I saying that or are you saying that? Because you've kind of said that now. Yeah. Just be polite and just let me... You won the competition. Let me say an opinion. It's, it's really underrated, actually. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's really underrated. Okay, good. Um, so that means that you have to do a forfeit this week again. Gain a load of um, weight. That'd be a good one for me. I could yeah, smash that. Gain a load of weight and see how immobile you can become. <laughs> see if you need to be like... Uh, get to the point where I want you to be crane lifted out of your house. I mean, there might be implications for my, my job, but... Podcast comes first. Podcast comes first. Podcast life, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how okay. it is. Um, and last week you had to do a forfeit as well. Eamon, are you all right? Are you all right? I know. I don't think I've ever lost two in a row before. This I hate like, this. This is what it's like to be you. I feel it's, like uh, Ben now. It's pretty good. I'm in a oh. comfortable chair. Might get some Vimto. I'm crack a, it open. Yeah. Maybe a bit of cherry tango. Maybe a bit of cherry tango. <laughs> like Charles III. Mm. So last week your forfeit was to... 
befriend a truck driver on, yeah. a, on a two-way radio that the, that the truck drivers have. So how did that go? It went real well, and uh, okay. this is what happened. So I bought a two-way radio on eBay. Let's see if I can't make some truck driver friends. First thing I need to do is give myself a memorable handle. That's what we radio guys call a nickname. Here we go. Hello, this is Texas Pete. I'm driving my big rig down the highway. Any other truckers out there? Just racking the miles and paying the bills. I'm running on coffee and cigarettes, baby. Cruising down the highway for the next paycheck to spend on liquor and women. Hmm, must be a quiet night. I'll keep going. Yes, sirree. Just putting the pedal to the metal with my old dusty cowboy boots. I'm also wearing a cowboy hat, by the way. I've got on stonewashed jeans and one of those brown suede jackets with the tassels down the arms. Because, as I said, I'm a truck driver. Maybe I'm not selling it enough. Hooey! I tell you what, boy, I just dang old hit me one of them cactus plants. I damn near spilled my sarsaparilla down myself. Billy Ray Cyrus, he playing on the radio, hopped up to my eyeballs on caffeine pills, and I got a truckload of Texas steers on the way to Marketplace. I can't wait to get me some biscuits and gravy at Grandma's house. I... Oh, it's, uh, <clears throat> truck driver Texas Pete, of course. Are you another roughneck throttle jackie? Well, there you go. I think that probably counts. One friend made. Okay, so next time we are going to be watching a film directed by Walter Hill mm. starring Bill Paxton and Ice-T and it is called Trespass and it came out in 1992. Now, I know that we really enjoyed this film yeah around that time i thought this was brilliant but i have not seen it since and i don't know if it holds up so it's going to be a really interesting watch okay cool so that'll that'll be interesting to revisit mm. um and after that it's basically halloween so i'm gonna make you watch a horror film again boo yay well not if i win the next uh, competition i'll be watching the emoji movie what yeah shut up <laughs> horror, that's there's a horror movie <laughs> okay good one uh good right i've got a cold and i'm tired and that was wonderful but it's time to go so okay. if you want to see more of us then find us on social media and chat us up mm-hmm. go on take us we're out, absolutely desperate we'll chat to anyone desperate for it yeah. um leave a review say some leave stuff a review if you want mm. uh big up charles three yeah, good luck. Best of luck. Bear in mind, Camilla is going to shake that cherry tango before you drink it. Right so in your you might face. Want to keep it, might want to keep an eye on that one. They're doing you know a, I mean. a royal you've been framed special with <laughs> basically it's just clip after clip of Charles opening cherry tango and going, <laughs> they're going all over him. Camilla, stop shaking my tango. Camilla, you f***ing idiot. <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. And there's the end that we've always wanted to the podcast. Great. Okay. Okay. Amen. Mm. Say goodbye. Keep flushing. Bye-bye.